Ayo, and welcome back to the Pick and Mix podcast. Today we're doing our monthly roundup. I'm here with co-host Kit. Hi, I'm here. And we, boy, we have some tracks to talk about this month. There's a lot. We've had the worst of the worst and, you know, the best of the best. It's been mostly singles this month, I feel like. There hasn't been much in terms of albums, but... What, have any interesting projects actually dropped this month? It's been a little light. That um, that Genesis Owusu album was really great, but I can't remember much else. 24k Golden dropped, but apparently it's literally just <sighs> mood. That's already like what he does. Alright, but without further ado, we'll get into the worst tracks. And when I tell you these tracks are awful, like, they're... They're just god awful, these tracks we've got. So we've got YBN Namir with Soul Train and. So, uh. uh yeah, this is potentially one of the worst songs of 2021, I think. Like, how how does how does one listen to the beat, be like, Ayo, I'm gonna spit some fire, do that, and then leave the studio thinking they've made like an an album worthy song here? I feel bad for him because like his fucking team let him put that on an album I told him yeah this this is good this is good this this is this, this will sell i've never been the biggest fan of namir but holy shit this this song is like namir is probably like the industry's biggest clown right now and i feel like this song especially cemented it but the i read some of the uh, comments on the youtube and they were like ayo corday come save your boy and shit and i fucking love every comment on a YBN Nami video is gold, mate. But all it, it's not a single, but we just wanted to put this here because it, it is. Had to, it's had it's to. so bad. Uh, and then moving on, we have No Sense by Baby Keem. I was I was disappointed by this. I like when I heard the vocals at the start, I was like, Ayo, this could go well, but I think what really f- makes this track like such a flat, stale, um, like I don't know the fucking word for it, but it's really flat and stale when the beat drops. Like, you'd expect something. There's no chemistry between him and the beat for me. And for me, the, the production's just really boring. It's another situation where there's almost nothing going on. And sometimes when you have a beat like that, okay, there's just an artist gets liberties to go crazy on it. But Baby Keem doesn't really do that. He doesn't really bring the personality. I feel like the the production it kind I don't know why but as soon as I heard it it reminded me of like a an emo sad boy version of uh, Blaber- Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey like you know, like the drum bands and everything but the writings it feels poor from Keem I'm not a fan of the uh, the choppy flows uh, compared to the was, was it the two single pack he dropped a while back yeah Hooligan I think is great Hooligan's a banger Hooligan you know that fa 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 that that, that part, shit hits yeah. but. This this is a huge flop from him. Moving forward, we have Malcolm in the Middle by our favorite artist ever. You know the best rapper. Do we have we shit on Comethazine before on this show? I feel like we may have, but if we haven't, we can just we can just do it here. Uh, Comethazine sucks. Uh, he's bad. It's the same old shit he puts out. Cringe delivery. A really compressed, awkward beat. It's just it's just SoundCloud rap. Like it's just SoundCloud rap, but. He's on a major label or whatever. He has good songs, I think, but even then, they're they're nothing of quality. There's nothing that's truly defining about Comethazine as an artist. It's just he—it's—it's—it's kind of painful because he lives in the shadow of like Lil Pump and Smoke Perp, essentially, which is really depressing to think about. Yeah. Uh, but our final track in the worst tracks, uh, everyone, everyone's two favorite artists. 
by by online reviews, uh, MGK and Corpse Daywalker. I was ready for this one. I was really ready for this one. Now, what, what's your what's your verdict on this track? I feel like you'll have a bit to say. Yeah. So my take on this track is, I hate it. I really hate it. It um, it's so 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 edgy, and like not in an not in an endearing way. It's just really really edgy and the mixing like i'm not an a mixing expert but holy shit the mixing is funny because um the mixing was done by a grammy award winning engineer by the way i thought i thought it was like a, a home mixed um so it's like one of them had done it like i don't i honestly don't mind the vocals i i understand that it's it's meant to be like an edgy angry fight music like you know those kids who are like angry at their parents or, like life sucks and shit like that like i understand that's leave me alone mom yeah i understand that's the aesthetic it's trying to capture but the mix is truly what like beats the living daylights out of this song there's that one part where like he does some whispering thing and the transition from it because they it's really it's so dry as well it's, like, there's nothing to it really oh no me gusta there's, yeah, never mind. There's no, there's no redemption from this. There's track. no saving this yeah, track. Yeah, no saving it. Uh, now we're into the Metrax. We'll, uh, we'll kick it off with uh, one of my favorite hyper pop artists, Glaive. I want to slam my head against the wall. Do it. Slam your head against the wall. I can't. I don't, what, do do it as is. Slam my head against the wall, bro. I, one day. Um, I actually, I kind of like this song quite a bit. I thought the playful melody went really well with the hook and the way the drums come in and kind of. You know, they, they have a connection with the vocals it's to make it sound like he's bashing his head against a marshmallow or something. I don't know if it's just me, but the vibe I got from this song is like, imagine a Dominic Fike track, but it's hyperpop for whatever Ooh, reason. Oh, now I, I kind of want a Dominic Fike. You kind of hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I kind of hear that. But also I found the production to be really gimmicky. Uh, it didn't transition that well between the kind of the four on the floor, um, hook and then that kind of acoustic part on the verses it just felt really i don't know unstructured and kind of messy to me but yeah I, yeah i think the structures where it really hits its lowest uh then we have you know the two lyrical miracles of hip-hop nf and hopson with loss the nathan i genuinely don't think this was an awful track but i do think nf might be the worst part of it Hopsin does, like, he matches his energy really well here, but, like, NF is kind of corny from time to time. I mean, they both are just corny. I never find an NF track unlistenable. I mean, and I, I think Hopsin tracks can tend to be unlistenable, actually, yeah. especially with the casual, like, really weird... You know the, fu- you know the fucking song yeah, I'm yeah, talking about, like- the racist one. Um... But generally, they are a little skewed. But here, it's just kind of... I feel like why people like NF so much is that his lyrics are drowned out by his technicality. Because exactly. he has he has the flows and the rhyme schemes. But I feel like when someone has, you know... I, I actually really like his technicality, but he doesn't say much. And I feel like if you have a strong technicality... And he's a Christian rapper for the family, you know? But I feel like if you have good lyric um good lyrical technicality then you can cover up with whatever you say like you could just say some cringe cringe shit and it just it just won't help yeah and there was a point in the song like in the first verse or whatever where he was just kind of 
spitting and I wasn't yeah. hearing anything. It just all felt completely awkward. It all kind of blurred into if one. If you turn your brain off and you're just here to hear some flibbity hibbity without like any true depth to it, then you know, sure, you, you're going to enjoy an NF track. And it's funny because again, you know, the Nathans kind of feel like this is the deep, the deep hip hop, you know, the real lyrical hip hop, whereas it's not, not really. Um, then we have a more underground hyperpop artist, uh, CM10, with a new track board. I think the only recognizable track they actually have out is, um, is that Never, Never Met, Met with remix. Glitch Gum. And I honestly, I didn't like the uh, Gex remix of that, not gonna lie, but we'll, we'll not talk about that. Now, this new track kind of takes less of a hyperpop direction, and I genuinely don't think it's it's a hugely fitting style for them. I don't uh, think I don't think I, his vocals are bad on it, but again, maybe these are just weird connections my brain is making. But it kind of reminds me of uh, like "Drugs You Should Try It" by Travis Scott. Mm, but yeah, actually. again, less of a hyperpop direction, more I guess hyperpop-ish, but still straying away from his usual hyperpop. It style. just feels very know. bland. It feels like there's nothing that jumps out of me which is something i'd no and i thought i felt that riff was a little repetitive not a huge fan of the production either uh the final the final track we have in our mess section you know big oh youtube boy. rapper ksi with um british singer youngblood and american rapper polo g with patience now this this song was literally youngblood featuring ksi and polo g let's be honest essentially and for me i mean while you might say he was the better vocalist on the track uh i still think he kind of ruined the song for me because the hook was over long like the hook was most of the song uh i wish polo g had more presence on it uh the verses just felt like they don't hit hard at all and then the hook comes in and it just kind of meanders for way too long now comparing this to my criticism of daywalker i think the mix is what just leaves KSI for dead on this track because they dropped an acoustic version I don't know if you've seen that but they use his same first verse or second verse for the second I think it's his first verse as a second verse and they've got all those annoying mix effects off and his singing is actually like you can cope with it huh. it's somewhat decent but like on this I think the mix just doesn't help or maybe it might be his, his choice of how to sing it because for me it's it's a very whiny you know like kind of cry it's, 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 a, it's a weird track generally yeah honestly i don't i'm not a huge fan of where ksi is going i i know he wants to become mainstream he wants to make pop music yeah and you know credit to him it is it is kind of catchy but then again catchiness does not equivalent to uh, quality. quality as we've seen by a uh, jummy ju- not jummy uh, yummy by uh, justin bieber is a is a prime example don't remind of that. me that that song exists fuck off <laughs> uh, now we're getting to the picks of the mix and the track the best tracks we've had this month have like they're, they're up there the best tracks have been great they're, they're, like we've had we've been we've been gifted but then we've you know we've we've had those sh- flops the uh, we'll kick it off with big old Brockhampton and Danny Brown Buzzcut because, you know, we're on the Brockhampton train. This is like, this is so good. It's everything I could have asked for. Holy shit. I honestly think, right, if I keep listening to this track, it could be a top 10 Brockhampton song, which it, it sounds like a wild take. I know. I want to listen to the rest of Roadrunner first. 
there's something about this that really stands out. I feel like Ginger. Gin, I wasn't a huge fan of Ginger. I see. I'm um, I'm a big Ginger stan. I'm a Ginger advocate. Uh, I prefer Iridescence and Ginger to the Saturation trilogy in general. But I suppose I do think they are generally one of the most consistent yeah, artists. Yeah, like gin, when I say I don't like Ginger, I mean I don't love it. But there are some respectable aspects um, on the project, like Dearly Departed, of course. I've, I've literally got that in my top five Brockhampton song. songs. Um, but the, if, if this is like the direction they're taking on Roadrunner, kind of like a 90s, trippy, fu- but somehow Super futuristic. psychedelic, but also really futuristic and industrial sound. Again, this is like Iridescence era, but turn it up to 11 like i don't know how i feel about like credited features I, like because that's just something they've not done uh before but well they haven't really had features in general yeah. on past records aside from ryan Beatty, right there was jaden smith on new orleans oh yeah which, uh, uh, but kevin says jaden is a part of brockhampton so it, it, wait he counts as a part of brockhampton kevin says he does what oh dear jesus but uh, and it kind of goes without saying, Kevin killed it on the first verse, Danny yes. kills it on the second verse, Jobber and Merlin kill it on the outro. But the the video kind of scared me, not gonna lie, just just seeing Danny Brown. <laughs> I want to chill with the Danny Brown demon. But bro, I've I've never actually dived into Danny Brown's discography, but I need to. Uh, but Again, this verse. I, Atrocity Exhibition is one of my favorite albums of all time. I think it's one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. You are doing a disservice to yourself. I'm, I'll, to I'll it, listen so. to it soon. But we can't finish this mini uh, track talk here without talking about the horns and Joba at the end. Joba vocals are just to die Joba's for. Joba's neckbeard in the wind. Joba's, Joba's trim. Ugh. And did you did you see the uh, behind the scenes of Joba being sick? Yeah, they actually made that man throw up. I feel bad kind of creepy but joba vocals and especially if roadrunner is going to be centered around around um, joba, joba yeah. then i'm i'm really excited for this uh then we move on to lil nas x montero call me by your name which is probably one of the more controversial drops of um this month mainly because of the music video it's only really controversial it's not controversial with... it's just that people have like they have weird fucking takes like they get over with f- conservatives. It's only it's only controversial for conservatives. They get offended over stupid shit. Like I, I fuck. I, the music video had me rolling. Music video is fire. But my main like, issue with uh, the music video is it's it's kind of stolen, um, which I don't appreciate. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so FKA Twigs cellophane video. Before they made the video, they uh, they reached out to the directors of cellophane, and then they stopped working with them, and then went ahead and made this. And there's there's like a frame by frame comparison, and the the ideas huh. are there. They're very similar. Uh, but bro, oh, well. everyone has been waiting for this song for is, has it been a year? I knew this was gonna be a hit the moment we heard that snippet. Yeah, this snippet that's so got good. that's gotta go down as one of the best snippets, honestly, like ever. The the vocals on the fucking verses and the the like the I want to say Latin inspired. Um, yeah, it's melody. really um it's really Latin pop uh, inspired. I. The, I love the track. It's it's gonna be on loop for a bit. It's a it's 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 a vibe. It's a vibe. I like it. And then we have possibly one of one of my favorites of uh, this month, which completely blew me away. We have blew me away as well, considering I've not been a fan of this artist like at all. It's in the past. crazy. We have Sisyphus by Quideca, which like 
I went into the song not knowing what to expect, but then again, I still came out of it like, whoa, I did not expect that. Super impressed. I was like, I was in a call with some friends whilst listening to it, and I was jumping on my chair and everything. I was like, what the fuck is this? I had I had super low expectations. Again, I've not been a fan of Quedeca's work in the past, but I was, you know, pleasantly surprised by how good this was, how immaculately produced this was. Um, he recently did a reacting to reactions of uh, Sisyphus, and the song has 727 layers on it, apparently, which fucking, it's crazy. If I were to compare this to the rest of his discography, like if someone said uh, Sisyphus or Quideca's whole discography, I would I would happily get rid of every other Quideca song if it meant I could just sit with this song. I agree. It literally shits on everything else he's done. And I think if you listen to each album he's put out, like the quality defo goes up by miles each one. Like, what was his, his first project? I don't know his first project, but it had a Wii song on it. I'm not familiar with his uh, back catalogue, but... But bro, the production on this is great. You know, the word choices, the writing fucking hits. And the hook. Oh, the hook is great. The hook is really great. And the outro as well. We can't talk about the outro. Oh, the outro, uh, the outro hurts my brain. It's, it's too good. The fucking live drums, they're just so chaotic. But it's chaotic to a point where it's just admirable. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And then we have Dominic Fike and Paul McCartney on The Kiss of Venus. This, this was a surprising collaboration. This is not... Yeah, I didn't see this coming, but you heard uh, he has also versions of songs coming out with Phoebe Bridges Ooh. and Anderson Park. So This, I, I feel like it's some Beatles-type production, which is what I love about it. And I love how Dominic Fike he blends so well he kills it and i saw reviews like saying the the chorus has annoying vocals like huh the the vocals are like that's poor uh, i don't see that i don't see that fucking crazy track i love it then we have remy wolf and dominic fike once again uh, Whoa. dominic fike With again photo id man's killing it the hook is too catchy it's it's incriminating it's amazing Dominic's verse, I think, has to be one of his best verses in general, like... I think we have to admire how good, like, Dominic Fike is doing with these features this year. How many... I think he's had three? He's had three features, and they've all been amazing, from what I know, so... Hopefully, if he does drop something from his, um, in his solo discography, it won't be as... It'll, it'll not be disappointing. You know, we want some demos type shit. The, de the demos is where it's hidden. Alright, and then we're, we're down to our final two. Are we? We're down to our final, oh, no, final three. three. I, I, I can't read. I'm I'm blind. I don't deserve to read this out. Um, we have Chance the Rapper, The Heart and Tongue, which it's, it's, it was phenomenal for me. I was taken it's aback the return. by I think it, the... I think it's the return. It's, it's, it is the return. Not the return by Chance the Rapper, because <sighs> that's a, a kind of mid-song, but you know like it the old school chance vibes there's there's kind of corny lyrics implemented here but and there not but it's in not a bad way corny to there's, a point where punchlines yeah, here it, unlike on the big day that actually land you're gonna die a Jesus. like that shit just stick it's it's a great fucking song and if he's dropping like a project with these kind of vibes then i am 110 percent here for it because he's he's played a he's played a, a variety of uh, snippets on his twitter and instagram I don't know if he's dropping them, but... I think he'll want to drop an album as soon as he can, considering, you know, how much yeah. people hate the big day, but... Yeah, everyone loves this. 
Alright, now we're on to our final two we of uh, the picks of the mix. We have British boy AJ Tracy with Anxious. Shout out to British people, am I right? Honestly, but like, he does kind of sound like ASAP Rocky on this, just a bit. Like, even the even the production. Yeah, it's super like, just like a low-key banger though. I can't really. Yeah. I think AJ Tracy is is someone to watch in the British rap scene. I'm not someone who's hugely invested. I feel like he's one of the artists that has crossover appeal and that might yeah. make it big in America. If he isn't already, I don't know whether he's, you know, made has it. Has he actually there, collaborated with any American yeah, artists? Um, yeah, he heard Alakazam with uh, Denzel Curry and Jeremy. Oh, yes. I forgot about that one. I to now. We're on to the big finale, arguably one of the best tracks of the year. We have Silk Sonic with Leave the Door Open. There is there is not much to say about this. It's Bruno Mars and Anderson Park. Like, automatically, you hear those two names. But the moment this announced, I think we knew, we knew this was going to be something special. But, bro, the chemistry between the two is it, just something. It's a sight to see. Or something to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, you can't see music. Uh, but it's so fucking smooth, this song. They also dropped a uh, intro track for some reason. Yeah, it was the Booty Collins thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's called intro. I don't know why they dropped it, but bro, I am I am extremely hyped for this project to drop. Bru- I, I need that new Brunos, you know. I've I've been stuck. I've we've been stocked up on uh, Anderson Park. To be fair, I think we've had a yeah, bit of drops, every, like, every the time, but... We had R and P in twenty nineteen. We had lockdown in 2020, I think, something like that. But it's it's going to be a great album, you know. I I'm an, we, I'm we know there are some of these albums coming out that we just know are yeah. going to be great. Like is Denzel, Denzel's dropping this year, hopefully. Uh, a certain uh, Brockhampton are dropping in two weeks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah shit, April prepared. 9th. Uh, but yeah, that's been our pick and mix. Now, before uh, we uh, close this up, I'm just going to explain the reviews. So we only dropped a review this um, l- this month, like one review, um, because there wasn't many interesting there wasn't, drops. It, w- it was really dry month. I was going to do like a review of an old album, but I just didn't yeah. get around to it. It's um, hard. But next month, we've we've got plans. I'll be reviewing uh, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. Yeah, he gets to review the interesting shit here. He gets to give the better opinions. Um, but anyway, if you've made it this far, thank you. And uh, before we end, I do want to shout out two more tracks that we didn't get around to like, putting in the roundup, just because they're more my weird shit. Yeah, but, um, I got that basic bitch taste. Uh, Supernormal by Everything Everything, one of my favorite bands of all time. They are back with a new single. I don't know if it's going to be towards another album, but either way, they're going more back to their rock sound. Uh, and it's great, it kicks ass, uh, it's one of their best tracks in a while. And also, um, Paddling by Squid, uh, who I believe, you know, we've talked about, um, Silk Sonic and Roadrunner New Lightning Machine. I think Squid have a really high chance of dropping Album of the Year, uh, because this single is amazing. It's not quite as good as their first single, but that's, um, you know, one of my favorite singles of the year in general. Uh, has a great build to it. It's ambitious. It's like it's climactic. I don't know. I love it. It's a great song. I feel like this should just be a segment at the end of the roundup now, where just me rambling about just, just uh, you with your extra music. tracks because you you give the the better worded, more more articulated opinions here. That black that black midi shit as well. Uh, 
Just the UK, weird underground UK post-punk bands. Give me life. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, if you did make it this far, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Picnics Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, any podcast place. I don't have the specifics. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, hello, you've been staring at us for a while. Um, but yeah, until the next time, adios.